welcome to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm your hostess, Allison Anderson, MD. This is the place where women in medicine come to learn how to create relationships as extraordinary as their careers. If you're looking to uplevel all of your relationships, including the one with yourself, I've got you. Using evidence-based mindset tools, my training as a life coach, and my own experience as a woman physician, I'll guide you through everything you need to know in order to create relationships beyond your wildest dreams. I'm so excited that you're here. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm always so thankful to have you here with me, and even though I'm just sitting here alone at my desk, I really do feel like I'm having a conversation with you all, and that feeling is really reinforced by the feedback I get and the messages I get about these episodes, and I just am really delighted to know that you are out there listening and enjoying, so please continue to give me any feedback that you have. You know that I love to hear from you. And if there's ever anything that you want me to address on the podcast, like a topic that's on your mind or something that you find yourself challenged by that you would love to hear my take on, please don't hesitate to send me a message either via email or on social media, because I am definitely open to any and all um, suggestions and topics that you guys might have. Okay, so let's dive right into our Um, topic for today. And that is when your career skills don't translate into relationship skills. So here's a little background on that. Most of the women that I coach and even just interact with in my own professional and personal lives are really high achieving. I know a lot of badass boss women who are in medicine, who are lawyers, who are high-level entrepreneurs, who have high up management positions in different companies. Like I'm around some pretty amazing women, both personally and professionally. And what I find is that all of us that have these sort of leadership roles, we have an amazing skill set that serves us really well at work. We are confident in our decisions. We have so much knowledge. We are experts at what we do. We have a lot of leadership qualities. We know how to get things done. We know the right thing to do in a lot of cases. We are the person that people look to for guidance. And all of that is amazing at work, right? Like it's probably how so many of us have reached the positions that we have at work because we have all of those leadership skills. But what I notice time and time again is that with high achieving women, All of those amazing skills that got them to their success in their careers are actually detrimental in a lot of ways to their romantic relationships. So think about this. If you are some sort of an authority figure at work, say that you are the CEO of a multi-seven figure company, okay, you are very confident in your decisions. You have the answers. People look to you. You're the visionary. You're the one that decides. And that's great, right? That's how this huge company probably functions and is successful is due in a large part to your skill set there. But when you come home to your partner and you think that you're the authority and that you're the one that knows and that you have the right answer and that you're the one that should decide and that you're the one that should lead things, 
that doesn't always go well with your partner. Now, maybe if you have a super easygoing or maybe like a little bit more passive type partner who genuinely is not bothered by that kind of like boss bitch energy, then it might be fine, right? But for so many of us, those skills that are so key in our careers actually hurt our romantic relationships. When we bring those traits that are so beneficial to us in our careers into our life at home with our partner, we actually sometimes end up creating more conflict and more tension than we ever intended. Like we do this subconsciously, really. We are so used to filling this authoritative role in our careers that we don't know how to turn that off when we come home. And that's probably the number one thing that I see among really high achieving women as to why they struggle in their relationships at home. It's because they don't have the skills to manage their relationship yet as much as they have the skills to manage their careers. And so in their relationship, they just default to using the patterns and skill set that they use at work because they haven't strengthened or developed the skill set that they need for their relationships. And some women come to me and they feel ashamed of this or they feel like they're doing it wrong. Now, that probably goes back to the fact that part of their makeup is Um, having a really strong hyperachiever saboteur. Now, I've talked about positive intelligence on this um, podcast before and how positive intelligence is a program for mental fitness and it sort of delineates how we have a wise sage side of our brain and then the saboteur side. And the saboteur side is basically a set of ingrained patterns of thinking and almost like a little voice in our head that tell us unhelpful things that make us feel certain ways that drive us to take certain actions. And so if you haven't gone to positiveintelligence.com yet, please do because it's really interesting. Um, It's all science-based. It's not woo-woo. And it's a great way to sort of strengthen the sage side of your brain and get some insight into what the saboteur side of your brain looks like for you and how to manage it. Um, And so all of us have some kind of set of like three dominant saboteurs that are patterns that formed early in our lives and ways that we sort of think by default. And a lot of high achieving women have a hyperachiever saboteur. And what that hyperachiever tells us is that if we're not accomplishing something, then we're not worthy. And so high achieving women who have a strong hyperachiever saboteur, and then they realize that they're not really doing things as well as they want to in their relationship, they tend to view that as they're doing something really wrong. It's not okay. They're not valid because they're not able to quote unquote achieve in their relationship the way that they do at work. So I want to make it really clear that it's not a problem if you haven't developed the skill set to navigate your romantic relationship as strongly as you've developed your skill set to navigate your career. Like we all have different strengths and weaknesses, right? We all have parts of our lives that are really great and really developed and really honed in. And then we have parts of our lives that just aren't. And that's called being a human and constantly evolving and learning, which I think is the point of why we're here is to constantly grow and evolve into the next best version of ourselves. And so if you find yourself having an amazing career and yet struggling at home, 
nothing has gone wrong. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. And it doesn't mean that you've fallen short in any way. It just means that you haven't yet developed the skill set of navigating your interpersonal relationship as strongly as you've developed your skill set for navigating and creating in your career. So when you are a really high achiever at work and you have this leadership type vibe at work and you don't really know how to manage things in your relationship at home because you haven't developed that skill set yet, it's really normal for you to just translate your baseline skill set of leadership and bossiness and all that stuff into your life at home. And for most partners that we will have, that vibe of being so bossy and being so authoritative is actually really off-putting. Like that's for sure true in my own marriage. My husband is very independent. He's very strong in his opinions, and he also has a lot of really good ideas. And so when I come into our relationship thinking that I know best, because at work, I kind of like often do know best, he gets really turned off by that. And the way his saboteurs are in his brain and the way that his patterns are means that he's often rebellious in the face of someone else trying to be overly domineering or authoritative. And so you can imagine that if I don't look at my contribution to that interaction, we can have a lot of conflict that's not really necessary. And I find this with so many women. They have such amazing roles at work. And then when they go home, they struggle with being overly domineering and overly authoritative. And then their partners get really turned off by that. They might get really quiet in response to that. They might get um, rebellious like my husband does, or there might be a lot of outright like aggressive type conflict in response to that domineering vibe. And so, you know, is there something that our partners can do to work on from their side. Yes, of course, but our partners don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) So we can't expect them to change the way they are or like suddenly accept that this is how we are or whatever. We don't really get the luxury of just having our partners change. So it's up to us. If we want to shift any sort of negative dynamic that we might be noticing in our relationship, it's up to us because we're the ones noticing it. And we're the ones that have the insight and are taking the initiative to learn how to shift that dynamic. So if you are a badass boss at work, but you feel like you're struggling a little bit in your relationship at home, even if it's just in some ways, or even if it's just areas that you see that could be improved, and it's not like everything's terrible in your relationship, but it's just like a little bit of up-leveling that could be available to you, I want you to consider this. The first place to start is to really just notice like when you are having any sort of an interaction with your partner, a conflict or just something that doesn't feel completely great. Ask yourself, am I using the skills that are so beneficial to me at work and trying to translate them into my relationship? Just become aware. Just start to notice. Start to notice when you are thinking that you're the one that always knows what plans you guys should make. Start to notice when you are feeling yourself really needing your partner to listen and understand and see your side and agree with you. Just notice that. And then ask yourself, why are you 
using that skill in your home life? Or why are you showing up in that way? Why are you really wanting your partner to agree with you? Why are you really wanting to like hash this out and have an explanation? Why are you assuming that you know what's best when your partner is their own individual, amazing human self, and maybe they have a great idea too? Just start to notice and just start to question from a place of lots of love and compassion for yourself. You're not judging yourself. You're not beating yourself up for being too bossy at home or anything like that. You're just noticing. And then the next thing to ask yourself, and I love this exercise, it's to ask what kind of a partner do I want to be? What words describe the type of partner that I want to be? How do I want to show up? And the most useful way I think for this is to pick like two or three words that describe the type of partner that you want to be. Now, if I was asking you, what kind of a leader do you want to be at work? You might pick three certain words there, but those words are probably not the same ones that you would pick when I ask you, what kind of a partner do you want to be? What three characteristics do you want to embody as a wife or a partner? And when you get really clear on what kind of a partner you want to be, then you can use that as your guide and your anchor. So for example, if at work, I want to embody the characteristics of confidence, calm, and authority, then that's amazing. And I can use that to guide how I show up at work. But if at home, I sort of by default show up as like authoritative, that might not work. So my words for the type of wife I want to be might include things like loving, patient, kind, joyful, um, empathetic, those types of maybe a little bit softer words, right? And so then when I have a really clear idea of how I want to show up at home and the kind of partner I want to be, when I go to my default pattern of being domineering in some way, because that's what I know best from all the years of building my career and working in my career in medicine, then I can remind myself, hey, the kind of partner I want to be is patient and loving and kind. And then I can ask myself, what would the most patient version of me do right now in this conversation with my partner? Or maybe one of your words is open or curious. I love curious as one because then when you find yourself wanting to decide and know everything, if you remind yourself, I'm a partner that's just really curious, then you open yourself to hearing what your partner has to say, what his or her opinion is, what the idea that they think might help here is. So just really get clear with yourself. What kind of a partner do you want to be? What two or three words embody the energy of that partner? And then use those as a guide in your interactions at home. You'll find that when you start to intentionally show up in the way that you want to, instead of just reverting to the default of how you show up at work, it can change everything in your relationship. And again, it does have to do with the type of personality that your partner has as to like, you know, whether you guys mesh well when you're being super bossy or not, but More than that, it comes down to how do you really want to show up with this adult human that you've decided to spend your life with, or at least a portion of your life with? And is it in this like hierarchical type vibe like you have at work? 
Or do you want to be a more open, receptive, soft partner? Most of us, when we really think about it, we want to be really loving and open and kind with our partners. We don't want to have this dynamic where we feel like we're in charge all the time. And even though that's our pattern and we're really comfortable in that authoritative role, when we let that go in our home life, when we become more receptive and open in our home life, it's such a relief. Like I have so many women tell me that even though they're so comfortable being the boss at work, when they just let that go and they acknowledge and fully realize that they don't have to be the boss at home in all the ways, they feel so much lighter. They don't feel like they always have to be in charge of everything. I think that some of us have a fear that if we don't decide and if we're not in control, then something might go terribly wrong. The controller is another saboteur that positive intelligence talks about. That's another one that I have that's really high. Also the stickler, the one that thinks there's one right way to do it, right? That's another one of mine that's really high. And so those saboteurs, they stem from a fear that like, if we're not in control or if things aren't done the way that we think they should be, that everything's going to like fall apart and go terribly wrong. So it's natural that we have these like tendencies to want to be in charge, but the most liberating thing is to realize that in your romantic relationship, it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, things get a lot smoother when you don't show up in that way. So just notice where you're bringing your work skills into your home life and ask yourself if that's serving you and just get really curious with yourself as to why you're doing those things and then decide how you want to show up as a partner, what kind of a wife or girlfriend or partner you want to be, what words characterize that woman and let those words anchor you and guide you in your interactions. You'll start showing up in a much more receptive, open way And you'll feel so much relief that you don't always have to be in charge of everything. And I promise you, you'll find that your relationship becomes that much more smooth because you're not showing up in a way that triggers your partner's saboteurs. You're letting your partner be himself and you are showing up as the best version of yourself. And that just creates so much more harmony. Okay, my friends, that's what I have for you today. And before I let you go, I do want to mention, I have a few spaces open for both one-on-one private Zoom coaching and Voxer coaching. Now, Voxer coaching, I've mentioned before, it's basically on-demand coaching via a voice and text messaging app where you can message me anytime you want with whatever's going on, whatever questions, whatever um, situations are happening. And then I respond via voice or text message with amazing high-level coaching. And it's sort of on your own time frame. You don't have to set an appointment with me every week. So I do have Voxer coaching spaces available. And then I do have Zoom coaching spaces available where we do have a set appointment every week and you get all of the high-level coaching right then and there during our sessions. So if you want any of that coaching, I would love to guide you in whatever you want to improve in your life, be it relationships or otherwise. Um, I'm here for all of it. So send me a DM or send me an email and let me know if you want in on that. And I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.